nice. There you go. Welcome, everyone, to the Polynesian Podcast, sponsored by Lebasa Island Apparel. I am Lance Falitongo. I'm Forrest Dolo. Sorry. Sorry. Still a little emotional from Saturday. I'll hey. make an announcement right now. Uh, Let's talk about it. Yeah, one of our brothers just got engaged to a wonderful young lady named uh, Winona Vera Lee. Our brother, Talano Smith, congratulations to you both. Congratulations. Nice. More life, more love. Yes. More life, more love. Yes, yes. Tell us about that. What, so what happened? Was this like a planned event where you were you were there taking photos? I was. I was taking photos. Uh, I do a little photography on the side. You know, I'm not going to toot my little home. Oh, we know, we know, we know, we know, yeah, we know, we know. Professional <laughs> photographer, Forrest Oldham, uh, and Doughboy Photography on Instagram. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, Talano, um, I don't know, maybe it's a few months ago. Uh, he asked, he told me he was going to propose. He wanted it to be special, so he he planned it to when his folks were here. Shout out to uh, Doug and uh, Norma Smith who came down or flew up to Oregon and spent time with Noah with uh, Noah's younger brother Manny, who mm-hmm. I don't know if he can be younger anymore. My man's like six five, yo. He was taller than everybody, but he's so grown. <laughs> That's my guy. I, I call him Champagne Manny now. That's your new name, Manny. If you listen, Champagne Manny. Champagne dog. Manny. Uh, Bro, yeah, how the youngest turned into like the towers. Oh my gosh! Like, I mean, I remember when him and Mason used to play together. I mean, Mason's always been tall though, but now he's about Mason's height, not Mason's size though. Mason's a giant, but Mason Samoa, if y'all don't know, Mason, if you're listening, shout out to you, my guy. The young guns are the uh, the twin towers now of the fam. Yeah, congrats to uh, Talano and why just like getting out there and showing that love. You were uh, where? Where was the like location? Time was it a sunset? Was it what? What was going on? It was. It was a. It was at uh, Altamont Park in the Happy Valley. Uh, also, no, no, a big Kobe fan, so we got out there. I think I got out there maybe about uh, hmm, yeah, maybe about six forty-five seven. And let me tell you, six forty-five seven is not the same at this time right now. <laughs> As it is in the wintertime. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's like peak. The the heat is just beginning to subside. Maybe. I don't know if it's really subsiding. (laughs) Man. And uh, I was also in this neighborhood that uh, I probably looked a little, uh, what's the word? Um, I probably looked a little strange parked on the side where the park was because you got to walk to the park. But I'm, if you if you guys seen my car, my niece actually says, "Hey, when I come back into like federal way, look, it's a drug dealer car." So, my car in the what? neighborhood is parked in. What kind of car do you have? That it's, it's, it's really just a 2009 Ford Toyota. But my windows are pretty dark. Uh, I, I've got some. Uh, I've got some rims on them. You know what I mean? What color uh, is your car? It's silver. I got mm-hmm. some. Yeah. So, Silver tinted out rims. Yeah. So I mean, anytime a car passed by, I was like, bro, they're gonna go home and call the cops. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh Norma, Doug, and Manny got there maybe about 7:30, 7:45. We set up everything. They had like a uh, stuff for a security board, some champagne, you know. So we set it up. They mm. no one wanted them to set it up like they were just having a family picnic picnic. Sorry, and um they were, they were going to take family photos while they were here, you know. It's been a few years since Noah has seen his family, so they set nice. that up. And uh, Noah's a big Kobe fan, 
So Noah wanted it to be 824. 824. He proposed and it was. It went off just at the right time. Oh my gosh. It was the sunset up there was immaculate. It I there are no words I'm telling. Sheesh. So yeah, man. Uh, we had them there. A couple of the homies showed up too. Uh Alex Brown. Uh our other homie Alec was there. Uh, shout out to Susie. Susie was there too. So they got to celebrate with everybody. It's a great time, man, uh, to celebrate two people who are about to become a family soon. Mm-hmm. Get their husband and wife. That's that's amazing. That's a lot of love to witness. Uh, obviously, Winona was surprised, very surprised. Uh, she said yes. If you can see, by, I posted some photos earlier. They announced it before that. So they allowed me to... Uh, to post the photos. Uh, it's a great time. Uh, and nice. yeah, I'm still, uh, I'm still high off that energy since Saturday. So how does that uh, like photography process work from like a couple or like someone you're photographing? Like, do you just give them hundreds of photos that you took or, and they, they can I do. pick which ones or no, nah, so, uh, for me, I'm just, I'm going to take all these photos. Uh, I'm going to give you, uh, whatever you need me to uh, edit some of the photos for you, you know, but uh, um, basically I'm going to give you the originals too, because that's what you're paying for, you know? So I'll give you the originals or whatever I took and then I'll, uh, you can pick a package and I'll, um, sorry, just so much emotion over the weekend. Uh, I'll edit the photo. You can pick photos and I'll edit them for you, but mm-hmm. ultimately the originals I'll give to you. And you can do whatever you need with the rituals. What uh, you you said you got different packages? How do those work? Yeah, I mean, so I mean, it's we just got out of a pandemic. Uh, I'm actually just actually really starting to do the photography thing again. So with the packages, I'll work with you. You know what I mean? I I we'll talk about it. If you, if you, whatever you need, I can I can help you with. Um, understand that not everybody has money to do things so you know right now i'm not as established as other photographers so we can work things out because later there will be no negotiation on none at all none at all all. but later you know what i mean people will know and i won't have to i won't have to negotiate so Mm. but also like yeah i totally understand like a lot of people a lot of people need things man and Sometimes they don't have the means to get things. So I'm always open to a discussion of what you can do with me and what I can do for you. Uh, my uh, baby takes great photos, right? Us. She has a Us. mom that blessed her with looks. Strong genes. That too. Able <laughs> to not look like me. She's got your legs, though. <laughs> Yo, this baby is tall. Um, I'm trying to think what are, uh, do you do other than engagement photos? Like what are other, um, photo opportunities that people don't think of that, uh, they can hire you for graduate events, like stuff to celebrate family, family reunions, anything they just want to like memorialize weddings. Um, I was able to take photos of, um, my niece's graduation. She just graduated from Eastern Washington. Shout out to Oriana Louie. She's about to be, uh, she's about to wreak havoc in uh, 
in the field that she's in, which is like criminal justice all the way through uh, psychology, sociology. She's an all around badass. So Oriana Louis, shout out to her. If you guys know her, congratulate her if you see her. Uh, she got double major, double major. I had a hard enough time trying to get an AA when I was trying to get an AA. She got two, <laughs> double she got two major, years. Nice. She double majored and got two bachelors. Like, so, um, yeah, I mean, also as a group, as us, as as the Polynesian uh, podcast, and uh, also with Devasa, if you guys ever need us to come through to your event and do something, you know, we could uh, yeah, we could air a podcast from your event, you know. Oh, yeah. We like to what you're doing, so. We can, we, yeah, we we can put you guys out there. Not that we're like everybody knows. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we right. do help. We'll help. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. a little bit. We got some people right. that listen that probably don't know you yeah, yet. We could yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. So. I'm trying to get as many different obviously this is something that we from the get is to amplify and, and really hear from as many different Polynesian perspectives and uh, just really showing people that there's not one universal way or plan uh, that works to find success or to to be happy. It really is just right taking taking a little bit from from what you find every day and, and piecing it together for you and what works for you and uh, your happiness for you and your family. It's it's just I, I find that hearing more perspectives really opens up your mind to what is possible and then also to what is um, what is not safe, but what is, yeah, what is possible to, to be. Like, if you want to be a movie star or a, a superstar wrestler or a failed Canadian football league, you could be like The Rock. There is, there, there are, there are different, <laughs> that's like all the way out there, but there are definitely local and community examples of of not just being a football player or a security no. guard, uh, where you no. can really amplify your passions and interests and 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 use that for uh, like the overall good of the world, yeah. <laughs> uh, just by putting that love and light out there. So, and uh, that's uh, we're about to get into that too during this podcast. But I spoke to uh, Boleka of Lex Fifty Five, uh, nice. the clothing company, and that's exactly what he was talking about. Just I was telling him that, uh, by the way, he's he should be a guest on this soon with us. Uh, he's all for it. He's really just trying to help people who need help, you know, and he's not really he's not looking for the recognition for for, for doing it. He's really just doing it to help. Um, when we were talking, I was telling him that uh, he asked what we do on the show. There it is. Yeah. That's the that, man. That's the one I wanted to. Sheesh. It's got that uh, E Honda. With the whole, yeah, the song. He's got pe- oh, yeah, he's got a pet on. He's Man. wearing an ear. <laughs> Let's go. This is dope. Um, this is a, sorry. That's, a, that's exactly what I've this. been this looking like, like this past week. A, a print uh, <laughs> that the, the artist does. Um, also, the, the deck of playing cards where the face cards are all different uh, Islander uh, nationalities. There's like Samoan, Chongan. Uh, Maori and Hawaiian are the different suits of the face cards. That's super dope. Copped a pack of those. Um, also, yeah, it, that was at the four days of Aloha uh, Festival here in um, Vancouver, Washington, uh, this last week that uh, Brother Eri 
and his brother Bob. Uh, shout out to Bob. And uh, they they were up here for that festival. They had the tent there for the, the four days. And we were both able to go there at different times and really see the um, just the flow of the festival, all the people walking around. Just it's the good smells, the good vibes, the yeah. sounds, the music that was going on, the presentations up on the stage, the people just all sitting out um, on the lawn there and just enjoying uh, different Polynesian cultures and uh, activities that were going on. So many different tents. Um, yeah. Levasa had their, their tent there, uh, T-shirts, all different designs. They had the the new athletic wear that's out with the new polyester fabric, super breathable. So when you're working out or sweating or uh, sitting in 100-degree weather, Portland, Oregon, what the hell? Uh, this but uh fabric is super breathable so that uh athletic wear and also they he also had sweats hoodies tank tops really uh uh the whole the whole catalog which you can also find online right now and anytime uh at levasa island apparel.com gear that represents the island languages and cultures responsibly and accurately uh definitely check that out what was your uh what was your favorite clothing item there at the Levasa tent? Uh, man, yes. I think uh, just like everybody else, they had the little, uh, not the little, they had the uh, the logo that they did that was a play on the Chunky Wahoo um, yeah. symbol. Yeah, like the Van like Camp, it. the Van yeah. Camp tuna. Yeah, I mean, I would have said it was the other, the white tank top, the salsa tank top, but... That also gave me anxiety because of uh, bad memory. <laughs> <laughs> that flip on the NASA logo where it's a slipper. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. you're like, yeah, this is cool. But also you like look deep yeah. into it and you start There's seeing hanger on there. And yeah. hangers. Yeah. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> trauma. Yeah. But I was talking to E Rod, man. We're working on it. Uh, don't worry, fellas. I know. Uh, it's gonna get cold here, but I still need them. I was telling you, right, man, you got stuff for the women shorts and stuff like that. All these guys need some hoochie daddy shorts, man. Some, uh, some above the knee shorts. shorts. Yeah, man. <laughs> what are those? Hey, man, above the knee shorts for guys, man. I, uh, what is it? Uh, 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 I won't go five inch. Five inch might be too short. <laughs> five inches above the knee. Maybe, maybe like a seven inch, seven inch seat, man. You know what I mean? But I was telling you, hey, man. I work on I work on my legs at the gym, man. I, I need people to see. Mm, okay, okay. So these are workout <laughs> shorts where you yeah, really yeah. want to accentuate and really show off the the, the thighs. Yeah, man. Okay. These are my thighs too, man. I need people. What, to see. what material are Hoochie Daddy shorts made out of? Is it oh. like sweats? Is it like the rough cut off kind? I mean, I made my own, man. So you know, I had to cut off my sweats. So yeah, you can do that. Uh, you got mesh shorts. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much any material, but a lot of a lot of what they wear now is like mesh. So, yeah. But shout out to Erod too and and Involve man because they put me on the list as one of the vendors, so I was able to get nice, in. bro. Yeah, the first time I went through, we went with uh, Sammy and uh, baby Nora, and I paid at the gate. And then the second day, I went through, and I was trying to pay again, and there was like this whole family like right behind me. So yeah. I like put my money up and I was like, just one, please. <laughs> like I'm not paying for anybody behind me. They were hella right close. Like I was 
No six feet? No, not even. Okay, whatever. <laughs> no more six feet, man. No more six feet, man. <laughs> I gave her the 20 and I was like, just one. And she looks up at me and she's like, aren't you a vendor? And I was like, no, my boy is here, though. And I'm, you know, I'm here for him. I'm going to kick it at the tent, though. She was like, aren't you a vendor? And I was like, no, 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 not me. My boy, he got the Levasa tent. And she looks up at me and she's like, aren't you a vendor? And I was like, oh, <laughs> thanks, Auntie. Okay. Cool. Yo, shout, like, shout out to that lady, man. She was cool. She was like, have, so, have a good day. Uh, it probably, oh, I guess it was maybe a more flattering story for me. Also a little embarrassing, but um, so the first day I went and I, I went and she seen my camera. No, no, I forgot my camera. Sorry. She seemed, I was I had my backpack. I always have my backpack everywhere I go. Uh, and I was like, sorry, I'm a, I'm a vendor. I'm with uh, Le Vasa. She goes, oh, she's looking at the list. She goes, well, I trust you. And she goes, aren't you a famous like singer or rapper? And I was like, uh, hey. no. And so she was like, no, no, no. Are you sure? Like, you really look like this famous, uh, like a singer. I know. I just can't get his name. So I was like, no, she was okay. And then, you know I mean? Throughout the day, I was saying hi to her. The second day I got there, I walked through. And I didn't even have to say it. She goes, hey, it's the famous singer. And she goes, I know who it is now. She goes, oh, man. She goes, Jay Book. I was like, okay. Thank you, lady. I'm just going to go down. <laughs> and all the security guys were like, so Jay Book said it. Jay Book? Like, you know what? I'm getting in for free. I'm not going to swear. I'm just going to walk. Smile and wave, boys. Just smile but, and wave. Yeah, but the the festival was great. We we didn't have just one uh friend there. Well, we had one. Well, our brother Eri and uh Va, they were representing us as Levasa, but we had uh Eric there. Uh, what's Eric's last name? Sorry, Eric. Kieber. Eric Kieber was there with his uh with his uh Shave Ice uh truck, which is so dope. If you yeah. guys out here in Portland, uh, check it out. Um. You can check there him out on Instagram at, at uh, Island Nectar Shave Ice. Shave Ice. They're they're mobile with it. He's got multiple carts. He's got his own syrup process. Yep. It's just really good. Shave Ice, real fruit syrups. Like there's seeds in the strawberries. Like yeah. there's that's how organic yeah. tasting it is. Yeah, Eric knows what he's doing. So that's probably one of the better carts you ever get to and yeah. taste. Eric's a real one, man. Um, <laughs> Eric, Eric's, Eric's a real one. I'll tell you that. He shared a story with us uh, <laughs> that I'll About never what? forget. Uh, one of his tattoos. It was great. I'm not gonna put him out right now because, but it was a, it was a great story. I know Eric's gonna see me if he ever uh, listens to this and be like, "Thank you for not telling that story." But, <laughs> but, but, but yeah. So we had a barbecue, right? We finished the four days of Aloha. Excuse me. <laughs> we finished the festival. It's the day after. We've got one day left while Eri and Va are in town before they head back to Modesto. Um, and we decide to do a barbecue. And we have a barbecue, and it's it's almost a hundred degrees out. No, it was a hundred. <laughs> so we it were was at 100. the park. We were at the park, and not only is this this park has like a nice like shaded seating area, right? And it's like next to a little fountain place and it's next to some bathrooms. So that's cool. It's like 200 yards away from the parking lot <laughs> and with no parking closer than that. So we're lot wing, like folding tables 
couch, chairs, two tents, chicken, grill, coolers of stuff, coolers, (laughs) and just me and Ira are just going back and forth. We're not walking together. We're just crossing paths, (laughs) like halfway back and forth, just like. Oh, great job, man. Great job. Keep going. Keep going. Take your time. Take your time. (laughs) (laughs) Or the first ones there. Uh, Yeah, man. It was just you you showed up. It was that was good. That was good to be able to just kind of kick it without having to do like work stuff or touch the brand or anything. Everybody out there in their like Levasa gear. (laughs) Yeah. That was dope. It was, it was cool, and I mean, anytime you get to sit around, uh, any for us, anytime you get to sit around a grill and uh, a few coolers under a tent, it's probably going to be one of the best times. You, if you are not Polynesian and your Polynesian friend invites you to one of these things, just be ready to laugh from beginning to end. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, bro. it's it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a lot of jokes, a lot of silliness. I mean. It's it's a good time, uh, and man, we we've all been grinding so uh, much these past couple of months for us to be able to sit down. And, and Eri lives in Modesto, so uh, him and Bao to be able to just hang out with them since they live out there. I mean, me and Lance live in the same state, same city almost, and we barely see each other. So <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. For us it to was all nice to get together. to see oh, people from out of state, yeah, from family from all across the the coast and to to meet up and to, to hang for a bit we so it's hot at the park right we're barbecuing doing all the food setting up everything and i'm just the entire time just crushing waters right those little 12 ounce little kirkland whatever yeah get, like, i won't lie guys when i got there i looked at erod i said erod why that look like he's struggling out here <laughs> bro i'm crushing the water i'm staying hydrated I'm making sure all the stuff is happening and just on and I'm also offering waters to everybody else, right? Hey, who wants the water? Who wants the water? There's not a lot of beer there yet. That, that would get there later. Anyways, after we finished up at the barbecue and came home, we split a bottle of tequila. Bro, I haven't drank alcohol since the start of the pandemic. I killed my share with no issues <laughs> while smoking a weed pen. The entire time. I woke up twice the next night, like, oh, don't feel good. But I went back to sleep and I woke up the next day feeling great. I just want to say to everybody and anyone who drinks alcohol, drink a lot of water before, during, and after. It helps. And you'll be fine. It helps. It helps. Drink the water. Yeah. Water and some Pedialyte does wonders. Pedialyte is so it's so sweet. It is, well they they do have the uh they have the Gatorade uh formula now that Gatorade does their own formula that's supposed to be like Pedialyte so that that's pretty good. Super rehydrated, get you back yeah. like from a hangover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Gatorade. Amen. <laughs> doing doing Just the important you guys stuff. Want to sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh what do we have on the radar for the next? Live Asa, uh, or, so this, uh, festival. this yeah, this Saturday actually is the Polyfest happening out in um, Auburn, Auburn, Washington. It'll be in the parking lot of the outlet of 
well, it's called the outlet. It's the outlet mall out in Auburn. I think it might be like the biggest outlet mall in like, I don't know, a certain. Is Auburn's before Tacoma or after? If you, no, if you're driving from here, it's after. Mm-hmm. So if you're between, driving from, between yeah, Tacoma and Seattle. Yeah, exactly. What's what's like, Auburn known for? Uh, The outlet mall. For that outlet mall? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, what, are, it's, what are the stores there? Like a uh, Nike they, outlet or... they have a Nike outlet and Adidas outlet. They have a Tommy Hill figure outlet. They got a uh, they got a Burlington in there, Vans. So they did, and and um, so I don't know if too many people are gonna because I went to a Catholic school and I grew up just loving preppy things. Uh, they had a Brooks Brothers in there, bro. When I was younger, I, I wanted to dress like that so bad. You know what I mean? So Brooks yeah, Brothers, Brooks Brothers. They haven't they. They also have actually that's new in there. They have uh, one of those shoe consignment stores that people take their like expensive, expensive sneakers to put on consignment, see if they can get some money from it. Uh, they have some rare stuff in there. That's like really expensive stuff in there. So for uh, shoes, how are shoes expensive? Uh, so uh, man, it's hard to. These days it's hard because um, a lot of it is based on the hype that these people are putting out on these shoes. Like basically you have like vintage shoes, like shoes that come out and you keep them for a few years because they were, they were hyped when they first came out. You know what I mean? Uh, And they could, so there's some, uh, there's some things that came out not too long ago. Uh, The theme was Bart Simpson. Super dope. I'm still trying to grab them. Your retail, Always for dunks are going to be like anywhere from 100 to 120, depending on the material they're made with and uh, the hype that's coming out. But it's hard to get because they're going to be hyped. You know what I mean? So literally, you're either in a raffle or you have to stand in a line or ask Jesus for a miracle. <laughs> you know, one of those three things. It's usually the miracle that you have to ask for if you're going to get them. Um, have you have you ever won one of those uh, raffles? No, I am one thousand two hundred forty five uh, and oh, you know, <laughs> something like okay, that. Okay, so but how do I? So I, do you have to subscribe to Nike and then put a bid in? Uh, so yeah, so like, you, I'll agree to pay if I win or something like that. Yeah. So once 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 you so the raffle isn't even really to uh, no. So the raffle is to buy the shoe. I'm sorry, but you might not even get your size. Because they're gonna give out like a what? raffle, yeah. So, but the raffle is just for you to buy the shoe. So, and then you get in line, but you might not get your size. So, what? And wow. if, if you don't get your size, so now you're just buying the shoe to either trade up with somebody else for your size, or to flip it and get more money. So these Bart Simpsons retail, I want to because just the hype over it. They regular retail, I would say like one twenty, or dunks are usually just like a hundred bucks, or they used to be at least. But the day they came out, people were buying them at retail. And then you were going back to the resellers to try to buy it. They were already trying to sell them at like three fifty. You know what I mean? And once a couple of resellers set their price at three fifty, not everybody's going to try to set theirs at three fifty or maybe higher. And so you imagine that if they were three fifty the day they came out after retail, so you save them for a year, a few years. You know what I mean? People are really looking for them. They can't buy them no more. You haven't worn your pair. Say you just keep them real nice for four years, three fifty times that. I mean, they could be anywhere from like. Depending on the hype they have for them, they could be in like fifteen hundred to like the thirty five hundred range. Just depending 3, on five hundred for the shoes. Yeah, yeah. I've seen somebody put up their old Honda Accord 
tried to trade somebody for some uh when Kanye was with Nike, he had his their Nike. car. Yes. He traded his car for a pair of Yeezys. <laughs> so yeah. Oh um, man. Yeah. That's uh it's just like uh supply and demand. Yeah, it's ridiculous, actually. That's ridiculous. <sighs> it's really hard like- to to Justify like a hundred dollars. A lot of people's shoes. feelings right now. I'm gonna say this. A lot of people probably gonna be mad because you know, I mean, you have these people that are really about shoes, or also these people who are trying to make money as resellers. But if you see some of these replicas that are coming out that are like hundred dollars or less than the actual shoe, there are no difference. Maybe like the details, of course, are are, are going to be different, but. The shoe itself, it's the same material. It's probably from the same person that made the shoe inside the factory, went home and knew how to make the shoe with the same material, made it at home. Mm. You know what I mean? But because it doesn't have like certain details, people so hey, don't let don't let this media like if you broke, you broke, man. If you need to buy a rep, buy some reps, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's hard to like if you don't have a hundred dollars for shoes, right? And a hundred is the low end, right. Like what was how much were Jordans at the shoe tree in Newly back home in Samoa? Like man, like me, were I, they going uh, for one seventy five? Like I remember uh, some of them would story. be. I have a good story. I bought some Jordan six infrareds a few years back, and uh, like they that was the maybe the second time they came out or the third uh, when they brought them back. So their retros, uh, and they had the Jordan retro six. I went in. And I was like, I wasn't expecting to see anything like that. But they had some shout out to Tyrone Reed who uh, took over um, the store uh, in Samoa, Shoe Tree. Uh, Tyrone Reed, his wife Rainisha, good friends of mine, come back home. Uh, they're doing a pretty good job, and it was they, I think it was when they took over they actually brought the infrareds in, and so I was like, oh, dope! I want to buy them, so I bought them, posted them, and then all these people I knew from like the mainland all the way to New Zealand were like, "Damn, where'd you get those? You can't get them." I was like, "Bro, there's like a whole." Like a stock room full in over here in American South. We got them all right here. Right. So I was like, I, I think I made like. <laughs> you flipped them all. Oh, man. I made like, I, I made, I, I wasn't like, it wasn't anything ridiculous. I was like, look, this is what I'm going to do. Give me a shoe size. If they have it, send me the money plus the shipping plus 40 bucks for me. And everybody's like, that's all. It's like, that's all. I was like, dope. You know what I mean? So I think I had like maybe, I don't know, 300 bucks. There was people that really needed them. So. And they had the sizes there, which is crazy because they were at retail. And retail is, I think they were only like 140 which is pretty cheap for like a retro Jordan 6 infrared. You know but, what I mean? Okay. So that was just a special pair, right? Like right. kids in Samoa don't usually have yeah, 100 bucks like, to be spending on it, even yeah. like the fancy pair of shoes. Not at all. Yeah. You get so a- how, do you, how does Shoe Tree, do they like buy just a bunch of better sellers like a bunch of white air force ones or black yeah, so, air force ones yeah <laughs> exactly. a, a black so, air force ones so the good, the, yeah right uh yeah. sold out <laughs> why are all these kids trying to fight uh tree only has black air force ones exactly like and for anybody who doesn't know where american samoa is or what it's about we have like that's if that is the equivalent to Foot Locker, uh, Champs, Finish Line, Foot Action. It's there's other places that show, sell shoes, but that would be the place you. That's go the shoe store. Yeah, that is the shoe, yeah. 
like Laufo has some shoes, right? Or right. some it, other stores. Like a, you can get some like shell toes at uh uh sports. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So but like, shoe tree is a, they would be the Adidas, yeah. Yeah, that would so uh but they they were um they always sold like the stuff that uh you wanted that wasn't mm-hmm. expensive, like like you said, Air Force Ones. And then every now and then they would get like a different color Air Force One or you know what I mean they were they weren't bad, they were pretty cool. Uh, like some old Jordans, they were like white, but they were like the Jordans with the wing logo, the wing Jordan logo, like the not was it? Uh, like team, they're like Team Jordans. Yeah, that's what yeah, Team Jordans. So but yeah, like, they would get a lot cool of Team enough. Jordans. Yeah, no, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, in Samoa, you got some Team Jordans, and you were like, oh shit, oh this yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, to walk to school, which is one, yeah, which is one of the best things in Samoa. I mean. Kids, kids would wear like Team Jordans in school, and be like you're wearing a pair of uh, like how kids wear Jordan ones out here, or like you know what I mean, a yeah. pair of uh, Jordan threes, whatever, some fours that drop. They would wear Team Jordans in school, and kids would just really be like, "Oh shit, damn, nice, that's, hey, dope. that's dope, man." Right. I'll trade you my slippers for those Jordans. No, right. no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, unless unless he plays football, you can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's unless it's yeah. the offensive tackle of the football team, and you have to share with him. <laughs> yeah. So, no. Yeah, yeah. Getting getting affordable shoes. I feel like Shaq was like said something about, oh, you can make fun of my shoes that look like knockoffs, yeah. but, but I put millions of shoes on kids' feet. Exactly. Like, affordable exactly. shoes that they could wear and that like rock wear. and and that that stand. You know. Don't just break apart. I think so uh, the one the one person who made shoes he doesn't do it anymore. But uh, when he came out with these shoes, he made them fourteen dollars, so kids could um, afford them. And just in general, was a uh, Marbury. Then he had the Starberry brand, mm. and his shoes they weren't they were decent. You know what I mean? To to balling, they were decent. They were decent. You, you could actually play with them; they wouldn't fall apart on you. Uh, that was pretty dope, and he he never changed the price. He always kept them at $14. $14? dollars $14 for a pair nice. of uh, strawberries. I had a, um, all, all, all the basketball shoes that basketball players put out are meant to play basketball in. Right. So right. you could play, you could play, you can hoop in a brand new pair of like Jordan 1s. You can. They'll stand it now, but I mean, uh, I'm, I know the materials. So when those came out, that was the high tech gear of that time. Like, with oh, the okay. and the, you know what I mean? But because of the and then as they go, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. They add, they, <laughs> so like, they evolve. Yes, with the materials of the times. Like, because then you find out the impact that you have running up and down a hardwood court, as opposed to a concrete court. You know. Um, yeah, because I think about playing, jumping, doing anything in chucks and i'm just like that shit hurts bro you know how do you how did you play multiple a season of basketball games right in chuck taylor's yeah and i was like oh because they didn't know that that sucked they didn't know there was better stuff out this was like cutting edge at the time one of the closest people to me uh is probably and junior junior shout out to my guy junior you know i mean um the louvu family first of all is a family full of athletes. They play sports from their oldest, 
uh, Ruben, who runs the, or not, I don't know if he runs it anymore, but he's big with FIBO back home in American Samoa to uh, nice. God rest his soul, Frazier. Uh, Frazier. Uh, Rogan Tala played for the American Samoa soccer team. Uh, Junior, who I'm going to talk about, who's just, that's, that's my right hand. If no, it's my left, that's my right. Um, and uh, the one most visible now uh, out of the family, uh, who happens to be the youngest, because Lucy, their sister, also plays soccer. She's, she's good. She's, she was good, too. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, Lucy yeah. tearing it up in soccer. Yeah. And then uh, and now they have uh, Frankie Louvu, who played um, – Frankie played – I know he played, of course, he played linebacker at Tafuna. I think he played end a little bit. I've seen him, like, in the backfield, the defensive backfield. I know he caught passes at tight end, you know. Um, Frankie also played soccer. Uh, dominated at Tafuna. Went to Washington State. Made a name for himself there. Uh, now he's in the NFL. Played with the Jets. Now he's with the Panthers. So, yeah, that's how – so, junior – Oh my gosh. Um, if you're not friends with Junior and you play sports, you'd be so mad because you you put Junior on a court, he'll get on the court, a sport that he's never played. You give him two hours, he's decent. You give him three days, he's now like the third best player on your team. You give him two weeks, he's the best player. That's how athletic Junior was. And Junior, uh, the, it might be the best basketball I've ever seen him play. My man literally drove the lane and just – he shitted on somebody we were playing yeah. at he played in bands but he regularly played in bands <laughs> what he regular he would wreck people in bands i'm telling <laughs> you. i'm telling you not the vans he had just the regular black bands on and not the slip-ons he could probably play in the slip-ons too but uh just regular bands laced up he would wreck people in vans. Let me tell you, he can play in chucks too. And he, uh, man, I don't care what you say. Like you walk out of the court, you're gonna look at Junior. He, he looked like a skater too, like and skater he, shoes, vans. Oh yeah, yeah, like skaters. Yeah, right. <laughs> Junior would wreck you. You would, man. So funny. Wow. I wish I had that bounce. <laughs> oh man, Junior was so bouncy too. Uh. So funny. Now he's bouncing in a different way. He's a father now. <laughs> he's a husband. <laughs> baby. Yeah, he's he's a little, he's a I'm pretty sure he's still bouncy on the court, but he's uh a, a lot more bouncy off the court now. Shout out to Junior Shout out being to Junior. the father. Yeah. Uh bouncing yeah. babies. Choose, do, what's the what's the what's the best way to increase your vertical? Man, you know what? There's so much advancement and stuff like that today. Like, um, you'll see all these guys doing plyo. I mean, I, I know a lot of it is plyo, plyometrics. What's plyometrics? Was that yeah. just core? Yeah, core stuff. Uh, your legs. It's a lot of stretching. Your muscles need to be stretched. Guys do. And I mean, people want to tell you you can have to lift heavy weights in your legs. No, you don't. It's a certain way of lifting for your legs. Certain exercises you're doing now getting bouncy. Uh, it's a lot of repetition of what you're doing on the court, you know? So there's a lot of programs out there and um, a lot of them work. I can't say there's just that one program that people use. Uh, trainers have that. Like, their own programs. I've seen that. Uh, I think I see Noah 
maybe you also wear that shirt. Is it body or bounced by Brian? Uh, oh yeah, uh, Brian McGill. Uh, shout out to Brian. Brian's a great trainer. Uh, if you're trying to get ready for any sport, uh, baseball, basketball, uh, football, um, combat sports, they do. He's at. Uh, let me look it up. He's at a. a Another gym right now where they do just amazing things. Like all the, I feel like trainers are starting. I'm starting to see like more personalized trainers are aren't just working for a gym. Like they're also doing their own programs and selling their own products and really crafting their own and building their own brands. So you start to see, but then you, in documenting and like really publishing your your brand and your products. Right. You kind of start to build a catalog and uh, a history of completed projects. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I did this. We did this. This month we did this. Next month we did this. The month after we did this. And then you look back a couple of months later and you've got all these things that you start to do. And then people and uh, people that want to uh, participate or buy uh, your products can start to see, oh, long time this guy's been legit. Yeah, like we can really scroll through that stuff that and that really helps. That's social media. You don't have to have like your own website. You could just have an IG page that shows you've really been doing your craft, whether it be and that's the thing with these days bodybuilding or when people look hard or anything. And you're a trainer, people want to see the results that mm-hmm. you're putting out. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. You know what I mean? You don't want to go to a trainer and be like, So what have you done? And he can't show you what you've done. Brian's one of those guys that can show you. Um, I'm not going to name drop because it's, it. Brian doesn't need me to name drop the guys that he's trained, but he's trained professional athletes who are doing pretty good in the leagues that they play in. Brian himself played uh, college basketball. Sorry, Brian. I want to say in Alaska. I think it is. Uh, I'll confirm with him later, but he's also a coach at Westland High School right now. Um, Brian, Brian, Brian's, Brian's that trainer that you, he he's going to be hard on you, but uh, you're going to know that he's he cares about you, that he's only trying to make you better. That's mm-hmm. his ultimate goal. That's the type of guy Brian is. Um, when he's training you, he's intense. It's because he wants you to be better, not because he's trying to get his money's worth out of you because he could do that doing multiple things. You know what I mean? Uh, I think training for him, yeah, it's a way of making money because he's, he's skilled at it. But he also just loves to see the results he's putting into people. Uh, he loves to see people getting better. And that's Brian. Brian's a great guy. Uh, he's at Rope Performance right now. That's where he works. So if you have a chance to go down there, you want to check it out. Uh, yeah, check out Brian. Brian's a great trainer. Shout out to Brian. Brian McGill. The athletes that you won't name, can I try to guess one of them? Yeah, sure. Guess the athlete, pick one. Yeah, guess the athlete. Uh, you got uh, it? Yeah, I do. Male? Yes. Basketball? Yes. NBA? Yes. Eastern Conference? Yes. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Atlantic Conference? Yeah. I'm trying to think which one. <laughs> you said, now you got to look at the conference. <laughs> uh, now I have to look it up. All right, is this uh, a point guard? Yes. Damn. Trey Young? No. <laughs> I just, just, I just threw that out there. Right. 
I'll give you a hint. It's probably not the Atlantic because it's probably up north more. Okay. Um, what are the uh, the northeastern conference? The sure. <laughs> the, the Raptors. No. Celtics. Yes. Celtics point guard. Yes. Currently still on the team. Yes. Marcus Smart. No. Malcolm Brogdon. No. Derek White. No. Palin Pritchard. Yes. Hey. Yes. Nice. Yeah, Peyton, Peyton trains with him. He's also uh and also this also goes to the type of person Brian is. Not only uh it, does he train with Brian, Brian's friends with him. You know, they're good friends. So nice. yeah, Brian, Brian, he'll train you. He also he'll also care about you. He cares about you getting better. So and, I feel yeah, I need to man, I think I need a trainer. I just don't have that initial like get about it, but I can do like a program, which is right? also which is yeah, which is also great about Brian. He'll give you that get that you need. Brian, yeah. Brian will get you going. Brian, yeah, Brian, Brian genuinely loves what he does. And if you think I'm talking about training, no, Brian makes people better. That's what Brian does. Nice. So yeah. Uh, uh, you need to check him out. He's also got a YouTube page, but if not, if you want to go IG route, his IG page is Bounce by Brian. So take he'll he'll have a lot of his uh, programs on it. He'll drop knowledge too. He's not one of those guys that gatekeep. Uh, he'll drop knowledge for you on nice. the page every now and then, give you stuff that you could benefit from. So yes, Brian would be a great person for you to start following on IG. Let's talk about the ruling that came out today, Monday, what are we, the 2nd of August? No, it's August 1st. 1st. August 1st. Yo, it is August. Hey, and the greatest team ever done. plays on Thursday in the Hall of, is it the Hall of Fame game? It is. The Hall of Fame game? Oh, there's football this week? Yes. Yes. Remember, remember the happening? team that uh, beat the Chargers uh, last year to get into the playoffs? <laughs> Uh, is that a football team? <laughs> what am I thinking of? They have nice. a hall yeah, of, yeah, yeah. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback said by their wide receiver. <laughs> Yo, do you think Devonte told Aaron Rodgers he was going to say that, or I don't think so because Aaron Rodgers came out and was trying to clown. So do I you know feel, <laughs> yeah. Devonte Adams is a great teammate. Right. So they asked. So a reporter asked Devontae on the field, "What's it going to be like? You know, you're going from Aaron Rodgers to now Derek Carr. What's that adjustment like?" And Devontae Adams says, "Yeah, of course it's going to be an adjustment anytime you go from Hall of Fame quarterback to Hall of Fame quarterback," implying that his current quarterback. Derek Carr is a Hall of Famer. See, a lot I, of people heard that and were confused. I was like, who is he talking about? I think what he meant was, and none of us know, not even the haters who are like, what? I think he meant that <laughs> Derek Carr is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Not what he's done already, but is on his way to the Hall of Fame. Obviously, wow. Aaron Rodgers is on his way, is already a shoe in for the Hall of Fame. Can't take that away from Aaron Rodgers. 
Right. But, I mean, if you look at Derek Carr's numbers over the years, there's people in the NFL Hall of Fame that have no business being there. You know what I mean? Quarterba- quarterbacks? Some. That aren't yeah. as good as Derek Carr? Numbers-wise. I mean, yeah. But, like, numbers-wise, if you look at his career, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. I don't know if it's Hall of Fame yet, but I think the, what Devontae was saying is that now that he's there, he's a Hall of Fame caliber, and with Devontae Adams – that could push him over into the Hall of Fame. Nice, nice spin. Devontae Adams is saying Derek Carr will end his career as a Hall of Famer based on based on starting numbers, his career now the, with Devontae on Adams. the on the numbers that he's had so far, thirty one thousand, you know, thirty one thousand yards, one hundred ninety three touchdowns. Those are big numbers yeah. for like Dan Fouts era. I, I will is have Dan to look Fouts, at the number. Is Dan Fouts in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> <laughs> for his era, Dan Fouts was a visionary. Okay. Let's, okay. But does Derek Carr, we're definitely not holding everybody to the standard of prior Hall of Famers because the numbers, <laughs> the numbers and stats no, have yeah, grown so much, not. right? Of course. The James, the game's changed. So we'll see what Derek Carr does this year with his newly uh, added weapon of his best friend, Devontae Adams, and also a restocked and fully healthy uh, offensive pass-catching core, including still underrated Hunter Renfro. Yes. Uh, uh, fully healed up Darren Waller. Like, this is going to be... What, well, okay, so what's the running back situation like for the Raiders, though? Josh Jacobs we'll still plugging away? Before we get to that, can we take a moment to appreciate Darren Waller? Uh, he's in line for another big contract extension, and, you know, um, he has every right to hold out, you know what I mean, and ask for an extension and more money, but he's not going to. He said no. He wants to go in and play. He's, And I know he's been through – things that probably other players haven't been through. So he probably has a different perspective on life and, you know what I mean, what he should be doing, what his priorities are. But that's incredible in this day and age of athletes not holding out, you know what I mean, not complaining about not getting a contract extension yet when he deserves one. Um, so shout out to that guy, man. I mean, I know he was nominated as uh, the man of the year for the Raiders for as a whole in the league. I don't know if he won, but I think he deserves to win. This year, at least. Yeah. But heading back to you are asking about the running back situation for the Raiders. Um, I know Josh Jacobs. I'm a Josh Jacobs guy. I like Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I'm, and then I won't argue when people say, well, he doesn't he doesn't have that home run speed when he breaks out. No, he doesn't. But how many times do you need your running back to run 80 yards down the field to score a touchdown? I'd rather my running backs, you know what I mean? Gain 15 here and 20 here, 10 there. I like that. And for him to have uh, a running back by committee, I think it's better for him. I think it'll um, it'll make his career longer. It'll give uh, lengthen his career. Um, it'll make him better because he'll be healthy most of the time. He won't take as many hits. This you know, uh, I think it'll open up a lot for him. It also bring competition in. And so who, I know who, who else do they have at running back? Uh, they picked, well, they still have uh, Kenyon Drake, 
who is an amazing pass catcher out of the backfield, super fast still. He's coming off an injury, but uh, reports are that he's having a pretty good uh, camp so far coming off an injury. Um, they picked uh, Brandon Bolden, uh, Amir Abdullah. Mm. You know, guys, oh, Brandon, yeah. Uh, Bolden was cool, and he did a lot for the Patriots. Same yeah. catching, blocking, running, you know what I mean? Stuff that you don't really see on stats, too. Uh, I feel like his name fits his his play there for yes. the Patriots. He felt like a Bolden. Like, right. he was a bigger right. guy, and he was always doing, like, big guy stuff, like yeah. getting the tough yards or yeah. blocking somebody, clearing a lane. Uh, Brandon Bolden. Oh, and Amir Abdullah. You got two guys there with specific strengths like Amir Abdullah was supposed to, was supposed to be the third down running back uh in Detroit for so yeah. long. Yeah. So you, you you guys have got different running backs with different strengths. Different which styles. is really then, would, which is what you a, want in a committee. A lot of fans are excited about um Zamir White who was at Georgia. They drafted him I think in the fourth round. Um he looks like a combination of everybody is what people are saying. He looked really good at Georgia. I know they're going to bring him along probably a little slower just because they have the other guys in the backfield, and I know they don't want to lose him. Um, so, uh, yeah, people are saying he looks really good. So, And then just this past week, uh, Josh Jacobs, they didn't pick up his option, so they're not going to pick up the last year of his contract. Mm-hmm. But he came out publicly and said that he doesn't want to play anywhere else. So this year is going to be big for him whether or not they resign him or not. And I think he's up to it. Uh, he's been great for the team since he's been there. I know the injuries have hampered him a little bit, slowed him down. So uh, what you see from him is is really what you – like when he's healthy, he's just – he's a really great back. Like I said, he's not going to break out for like a 90-yard run or 80-yard run, outrun everybody, but he'll have a really good 15-yard run, 20-yard run here. He scores touchdowns for you. Uh, he can catch a little out of the backfield. And now he has help. He doesn't have to do it all alone. So yeah, just returned to uh, practice. He had missed OTAs with an undisclosed issue. But the expert note on fantasy pros is that with the Raiders reaching, you know, with their 2022 offense, right? Uh, Jacobs is going to be the recipient of more, more carries. He's right. going to get more yards. He's going to get more scoring opportunities because the Raiders are going to be scoring a lot more points, and he's going to yeah. be quote uh, their lead ball carrier. In uh, a more efficient offense, lends itself to more scoring opportunities. Jacobs will reap the most rewards as the team's primary red zone back. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, I want Josh in 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 fantasy. I want Josh Jacobs. He's only like the running back twenty two. Like he's a tier four, uh, Bryce Bryce Hall for the New York Jets rookie. Yeah, yeah, is ranked ahead of him. So a J.K. Dobbins, who has got the running like, who's going to be the running back in Baltimore, is ranked after him. Two, is there another running back in Baltimore? How is a Baltimore running back ranked twenty third? There is actually. Uh, so they have Dobbins. Dobbins went down, and they had. Um... Gus Edwards, Gus Edwards, who was like badass too, and then they had, um, but they had like three guys go down, but everyone behind them like picked up slack and was pretty good for them. Like they they weren't that bad, but they had some really bad luck at running back last year. 
<laughs> like yo, everybody tore their knee in training yeah, camp. Like guy after yeah. guy after guy just went down early. Yeah. Like early. Yeah, that was crazy. And then Lamar also missed games. They had because he, was... he pretty much turned into their running back as well. So yeah. Uh are there any running backs in fantasy that you're targeting or feel better about than the consensus? Man, um, it's always – I know people are always going to try to grab um, Derrick Henry. But I, I still yeah. like Delvin Cook. If, if, if I have a pick and I pick my running back, I think I'm always going to go with Delvin Cook first. I know he's got some injuries, but um, he's super good. Delvin Cook faster and stronger than he looks? I don't know. I don't know how that works. But yeah, so, um, he's, really good. he's the mean, fifth. Fifth rated running back, right? Or also ranked. I'd say Dalvin Cook just because he also has some pretty good guys behind him. So um, when he needs time off, when he's not banged up, so he doesn't get banged up the whole game. He has guys behind him who give him a chance. Uh, but I know a lot of people are going to go after Jonathan Taylor, but I don't know if any he has like he's going to take a beating because he's the only back in that backfield. That you know what I mean? Oh, okay. So a lot of people say if you have like a a talented backup that kind of lowers the floor of the starter. But you're saying that that raises the longevity and the yes. he won't be in. He can do more. He can do more. Yes. Like he doesn't have Pressure. to have like 32 carries every game. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like but um oh I'm James Cook. James Cook, his brother, drafted by the Buffalo Bills, is supposed to be the lead back. Put yeah. or at least push Devin Singletary uh yeah. for time. That's another interesting one. I think Joe Joe Mixon, uh, the sixth ranked running back behind Taylor, because he's uh, another Eckler, he's another guy that Cook. he 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 can he you know what I he's probably faster than Josh Jacobs, but I think they have like the same running style. Like you can give them the ball and they'll go between the tackles all day long and they'll gain you like four or five yards all the time. You know? So another interesting thing that has been talked about. This season is an interview that Joe Burrow did where he recognized that teams are going to play more uh, cover two or two shell against him. Right. Which is going to take away the Jamar Chase sideline bombs. Right. And force them to do short horizontal passing or run the ball more. So in a season where the Bengals offensive line got better, they're passing weapons or are crazy enough to keep most defenses, you know, backed up a bit. And the Bengals are supposed to work kind of the middle and the, the short of the field a, a bit more. Joe Mixon okay. is in ju- the same way that Josh Jacobs is about to, you know, his floor is about to get raised by an offense that's about to come not as much big play, but a lot more efficient. Right. Uh, right. I, I wouldn't take him number one, though. Like, if I no. was, I think it all depends. And that's fantasy, too, is it all depends on where you're drafting. Like, you say you would take Dalvin Cook, but would you take him number one overall? Or would you, like, figure out some superstar wide receiver and try to get Cook somewhere else? Not if I had a chance to take Cook one overall, I'm taking him one overall. No, okay. Taylor. You know, if Jonathan Taylor is there, I, I got to think about it before. Like, if him and Dalvin Cook are there together, I'm going to think about taking Jonathan Taylor first. But I'm ultimately probably going to take Dalvin Cook. And that, okay, but. That's my value, though. Yeah. Because you, know? you look at the other five 
the five running backs in that tier one are Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, and Dalvin Cook. So I don't know how Christian McCaffrey is still top five. They have him as two. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous that he's two. I mean, it's a lot less more ridiculous that he'd be in the top five, but it's still ridiculous that he's still top five. How old is Christian McCaffrey? Uh, are we talking body wise or age wise? Like actually, age-wise. <laughs> how how many hits is this man taking? But uh, when when's the last time he played a full season? When's the last time Two he's played more than twelve games? Ago? You know what I mean? More than twelve games. He is twenty six. More than eight games. <laughs> he is twenty six years old. Yeah. So, I mean, we've seen him do great things. He's incredible. That's no lie, but. If we're, this is fantasy football, and you need him to be on the field. Yeah. So these and guys played who are, yeah. 10 games total in the last two seasons. Yeah. He, he played a full 16 uh, in 2019, 1,387 yards, 15 touchdowns, 1,000 yards receiving. Jesus. Which is why I try not to pay attention to too much of these fantasy analysts because that's what they get paid to do. And who's paying them? People who play, you know, people who own the Panthers or stuff like that because they're probably getting paid too off of this stuff. So, like, I'm pretty sure someone's getting paid to say that Christian McCaffrey is number two. I mean, Christian McCaffrey obviously has that the talent to be a league leading running back, right? Because he does not just he doesn't just run. No, he's he also out the backfield. You know what I mean? He's and he's electric. Yeah, both, after the catch, both, after both the ways. Run. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But so again, my th- nothing against Christian McCaffrey because he's yeah he's amazing. But after last year, uh, maybe and last the year, year before, was fine. yeah, like you gave him the benefit of the doubt last year. All right, cool, he's number two, number one. But then he didn't play nearly as much as you needed him to play last year. Why would you put him number two again this year? Like it's ridiculous. For for Christian McCaffrey, who has been injured both of the last two seasons how likely is it that he gets injured again it seems uh, like it'd be more it'd be it's yeah. reasonable that it would be likely that he could get re-injured oh for sure like uh, big time uh that's that's just your body you know what i mean you mm-hmm. you take so many injuries part the other parts of your body are going to have to compensate for the so you hurt your ankle, so now your knee is going to have to take more of the blunt when you're walking or your other ankle or, you know, uh, you hurt your shoulder. So now you're going to have to take care of your shoulder. And you know what I mean? If you're still playing with that injured shoulder, the rest of your body is going to take the hurt because you're going to try to brace for the hit and turn your shoulder away and everything else is going to get hurt. So there's bound to be something something different hurt this year because – one, he's going to uh, – and if you ever played sports and you get hurt and you try to go back into sports, I don't care how good you are or how confident you are in what you do, you're still going to have this little shadow of a doubt in the back of your head of what that injured part of your body can do now. You know, once you get the confidence, level, that's fine. You get, you'll get it back. But for the first three games, you're always going to wonder, if I plant my knee this time, is it going to rip mm. again? If I take this hit, is my shoulder going to come apart again? You know, it's a mind. Yeah, being injured is not more than physical. Yeah. And if you're not playing at full speed, you're obviously going to get hurt. And, you know, this is super reckless, but 
uh, when I was playing, I think one of my coaches, one of my coaches would always tell me, and I think it's real, but I think it's super reckless is that if you're on a field and you're worried about getting hurt, you're going to get hurt. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. you don't, if you're not playing full speed, right. It, if you're not out it's there, it's actually going to lead to injury. Yeah. If you're not out there Just reckless, and shit, you know what I mean? If you're not out there reckless, just throwing your body here and there because and you're worried about if you do, you're going to get hurt. You're going to brace for something or you're going to slow up one time and that's it. You're going to get hurt. Yeah, if you don't, it, that second guessing yourself actually ends up leading to, to injury. Because like you said, you start being like, oh, can I really plant on this leg yeah. or on this knee? And then you're like, okay, well, let me take some of the pressure off by switching my weight over to my left hip. Right. And then now you're <laughs> now your hips out of place and you're, right. or you're running some weird angle that we're not even that people train like, for muscles don't know. People don't understand that in sports, a tenth of a second is a lot of time. You know what I mean? So if you stop to second guess yourself for the, that tenth of a second, now you can't get away from Oops. the budget. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all it takes. Like people look at four forty times and be like Oh, that four four one. That's not you know. It's not much difference from what he ran at like a four four three. No, it's a big difference. It's a difference between Damn. you missing somebody, you know what I mean, or him catching you. Like ri- literally those tenths of a second. Train, be prepared. Also, when you're healing up, wait until you're fully ready to get back in there. Or I I believe that, but again, also Lance, we're older, so we've came from the era like. I've heard coaches just destroy people by like, oh, you're not strong. You okay? So you're just you're just not brave enough to go out there and play for the rest of your brothers. Yeah, don't tell me that. Right? I'm like, all right, well, give me my helmet. Now you have your finger hanging (laughs) off, but you're like, no, I can do it. No, you can't, fool. (laughs) You know, and it's funny because nowadays, uh, and it's not everywhere because everywhere is still they used to have belligerent people just ignorant people uh, still on coaching staffs. But uh, uh, there are a lot of other programs who have changed now, and they just they encourage you to sit out until you're fully healed, you know? And they don't bully you into getting back on the court or field earlier than you mm-hmm. should. Uh, the only I feel like that's a short-term, like, action, plan of action. Yeah. To, to rush the athlete to get yeah. get back in there. I need to right. win this game right now. It's like, it's what about it's the selfish. 100 games, the rest of the games of their career? What about right. keeping it contradicts, healthy for that? It contradicts every coach that tells you, that's why we prepare the backups. Because now you're like, well, then use one of your backups. We're like, yeah. he's not good enough. <laughs> well, you're coaching sounds, him. <laughs> it sounds like a you problem, coach. You're right. Come on. Come on. Hey. That's that's why you have backups. That's why you have backups, you know. And uh, taking point like Kentucky, uh, their basketball team. People used to complain about why did they have so many five stars, and you know, I mean, they're still not winning championships. But I mean, plug and play. Like if one goes down, you have another five star on the bench. Yeah, it's luxury, but I mean, <laughs> wouldn't you want another five star recruit sitting on your bench to replace yeah. another five star recruit? But you it know? didn't work. Uh, game wise, no, because it's hard. Like, if you have a bunch of five star freshmen who are only there for a year, you still need, you still, yeah, you still need to have uh cohesion. You need to have, you need to learn to play together. You know what I mean? 
the uh the rule for NBA uh entry is you must be a year removed from your graduating high school class. Yep. And that's different from the NFL rule, which is three years. Well, because the beating that you take on a football yeah. field, totally mm-hmm. different from your body has to mature before. I, I know there's kids who are like 14 right now who look like they can play NFL, but internally still your body's not ready to play against mm-hmm. grown men. Yeah, I don't care how big you are as a 14-year-old. You're not – grown men do things different on a field than a 14-year-old would be able to do, so – so just go ahead, dominate the high school level for a while. Yeah. Don't don't try to oh, jump. Oh, so right. the reason, but the reason that that those are different is because of the differences in the sports. Because yeah. for football, physical, you need to be able to take those yeah. hits. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, imagine being a senior in high school and going straight to the NFL, especially if you're a quarterback. Yeah, no way, man. I'm saying okay, but I I I'm just thinking about the way that. You'd like the one and dones, the one year freshmen leave, and then they're lotto picks and really expected to, but not really just jump in there right away, right? They're they're yeah. the lottery picks. Sometimes they are ready to to do stuff on the court, which has fewer players than a football team, which is a lot less bluntly physical, depending on position, like. Like a center takes more hits than a quarterback. Right. Uh, like a basketball, like, you know, those things. But it really is just football is so much more physically yeah. tra- a, a train wreck every play. It's, it's a lot more physically demanding. Uh, that you need more years. Yeah. The to physicality develop. that you face on a football field um, is it's crazy. And that's not even to mention the things that you don't see on the field. There are There are some dirty players out there. You know, uh, I've been in a pile before where guys are like <laughs> literally trying to rip your ankle off because you're under a pile and no one can see it. Uh, I've heard stories of like even right. older, like my cousins played in Samoa, like during the like the late 80s. And people were like taking, you know, the tabs that they have on soda, uh, soda cans when you open the can. Like they were taking mm-hmm. those, putting them on the socket under the pile. They were cutting Keith's legs. You know what I mean? Ooh. <laughs> Damn. So uh, how bad do you want to win? Right. I've seen the kid get cut up a football game because he's wearing baseball cleats and kids were getting cut out there. He didn't do it on purpose. That's all in time more. That's the only cleats he had. He didn't know any oh, better. the metal, the metal, yeah, yeah, yeah. then metal spikes. Yeah. So like, you know, football, yeah, football is different. Um, but just like football, I mean, just like basketball, I think position wise is also a big thing for um when you come out and what's what's expected of you at the next level. So, like, as a quarterback, it's a lot more cerebral because of the plays that you're going to have, the system you're going to have to learn, you know. Um, same as uh, uh, guys coming out of college for basketball, your point guys, you're going to have to run the team, you know. If you have a guy who's playing down low who's just a, a post player, just specifically a post player, he doesn't have to learn too much, but he's going to have to be physically ready because all the beating goes down, uh, all the fighting is down low on the court. Yeah. But, I mean, he doesn't have to learn where everybody is on the court as opposed to your point guard who's going to have to learn everybody else's position so he can run your team. So same as a quarterback and your middle linebacker who runs your defense as opposed to your defensive end who's just trying to kill the quarterback. Mm -hmm. You know, so 
some of these positions are a lot more specialty than right. overall yeah. knowledge. Like you have a defensive end who's trying to kill your quarterback, uh, but he could also be he doesn't care. Stuff. He doesn't care what the secondary coverage is right. on the play. I mean, the only reason he's caring about secondary coverage is because he knows that uh, if those guys are really covering, it gives him more time to get to the quarterback. But the, maybe, they have, maybe he knows the certain way this right, play's coverage right. goes if the court the quarterback's not going to throw to the And not to say that defensive ends aren't smart or anything or they don't have to be smart. They do because uh, – <laughs> You're just have, like these dumbass edge right. rushers. <laughs> yeah, not because they have to pick up – like they'll have to learn blocking schemes too to know if they're about to get stunned or mm. if they have like a running play, if they're going to have to go inside instead of outside to extend the play, which is why they have – Pass rushing specialists now. Before you know, what I mean that's that's a new term in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, before you just you had uh, a linebacker who would rush every now and then, or your defensive ends just got to the quarterback. Reggie White, yeah. Bruce Smith, uh, guys like that, or guys who played in the middle who got to your uh, Richard Dent. You know what I mean? They just they were skilled. And again, Lawrence Taylor. I know you guys seen the movie, but it's probably true. Uh, blindside, Lawrence Taylor really changed the game by destroying uh, Joe Theismann. You know what I mean? Now left tackles get more. You know I mean? Left tackles are so uh, coveted now. Really good left tackles. That's a really important position in the league now. Rashawn Slater. He's he's a good one. He's a good one. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. I was. I mean, I love Colton really. I, lo- I, I think he's a really good tackle. I'm glad we got him. Uh, but I was hoping that Rashawn Slater would have lasted before, like long enough to us to pick him. Instead, we got Alex Leatherwood. And I think it's still too early to say that he's a bust, but he's not as good as uh, Rashawn Slater. I can say that honestly now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like, Alex Leatherwood really has to get it together this year. It's going to be tough, especially tough in the AFC West. It looks like Brandon Parker is actually doing a better job in camp right now. Not to say that. He's doing so much better of a job than – no, actually, sorry. Not to say that Alex Leatherwood isn't doing a good job, but it could be that Brandon Parker is just doing so much better of a job now that they have to consider him the starter because he's been there as a veteran, and maybe they both stepped up their game. It's just mm-hmm. Brandon Parker is just a little doing better. better on the outside? Yeah. Well, then that's an easy kick Leatherwood back inside the right guard, right? Or do you have somebody else there? Uh, I they also I think they said and it's just training camp, but we'll see in the first preseason game because all those guys who are fighting for a spot are going to play. But the Lester Cotton Senior uh, is the projected starter right now at that left guard since Denzel Good uh, retired. So is he better though than Alex Leatherwood? Um, I, think, well, I I think because they're I, probably because they've been playing. I think he's more prepared because that's what he plays left guard. And they've been having, um, which was probably his problem last year too, is they were trying to split him between guard and tackle uh, Leatherwood. So he just needs to be at that one position. We can learn that one position and get better at that one position. Uh, yeah. But if, uh, if Parker's going to beat him for right tackle, then I feel like he can just, I think they'll kick him inside. Right, right guard season two, you yeah. know, yeah, uh, for for Alex Leatherwood, he's a yeah. big ass body. Like, he's big. Yeah, he was good at he was good at Bama. Yeah, yeah. Him and uh, 
yeah, Alabama had some some monsters. So that's going to be that's going to be interesting to uh, to see for the Raiders who they put on the other side uh, to take like the number two pass rusher for the defense. Yeah, I know right for what you gonna say? Oh, for LA, it's Storm Norton, bruh. <laughs> Trey Pipkins the third, bruh. No, stop. Stop doing hey, that. Storm, <laughs> Storm Norton, to his credit, is a dope name. <laughs> Super dope name. Super Viking guy. It's really Norse-looking Storm Norton. Uh, also, you know, in spots, held up well uh, yeah. versus some some elite pass rush. Yeah. Uh, Not uh, against the Raiders, but yeah. <laughs> Jeez. It was just like a free rusher. Like... <laughs> Okay, well, are we only that, throwing we, to the we, left quickly? <laughs> slant left, slant that left. Go, too. go. That's, that's one of the positions we had discussed last year before that game that you were worried about. And your, your worry was very well warranted. <laughs> <laughs> and you were right, bro. You guys <laughs> suck at right tackle. That's oh, definitely man. something looking looking to improve on. I don't think we really did. Uh, we got uh, Zion Johnson uh, at guard. In the I first think round, man, he that's a big. He's strong. It's it's changing the culture. In all the videos that uh, are coming out of Chargers camp, you're hearing words like toughness, you know, attitude. Yeah, you're real, real playing fast. I think the de- the defense is like, you know, we can really we can really do this. We can stop the run this year, which is going to be good to see because they added a bunch of linemen. Um, Kyle Van Noy. He's old, de- right? He's older, but he's definitely a good run stopper. Because you got Derwin James in the back to cover for that. So, I mean, Kyle Van Noy does job. With the Chargers brought in J.C. Jackson, Khalil right. Mack traded for Khalil Mack, uh, Asante Samuel Jr. looking uh to to elevate. Like he's he's not as man. big. He's not as big though. No, and sometimes, I mean, he's he definitely makes some really crazy plays, like diving, you know, interceptions, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but you know, in his rookie season, definitely was also getting burnt for touchdowns. So his development is going to be key, uh, especially having to cover Hunter Renfro all game when we play the Raiders in weeks one and thirteen. Uh, you know, and whoever else freaking got to cover Martavius Bryant, Martin, Mar- yeah, Martavius, uh, or Marcus Marquez Valdez Scantling, Scantling, who is joining Juju Smith Schuster and Travis Kelsey. That, uh, that uh, Ross is out for the season for uh, for uh, the uh, the Chiefs. The rookie out of Syracuse. I Ooh. think it's uh, uh, last name Ross. What's his first name? I forgot. But he was pretty, really good coming out of high school. Played a few good seasons. At, like, he was really good at Clemson. Uh, and then he had a spinal injury. And so oh, damn. That, that kind of pushed him down. Like, he went undrafted. But before that, he was, like, slated to be, like, a top wide receiver coming out of uh, college. But something went uh, something went bad with his rehab again, I think, and so he's gonna miss the rest of the season. 
uh, before it even started. But those are the kind of guys I like. I, I like to root for. Uh, so I was sad to hear that he wasn't. He won't be playing. Uh, I feel like maybe we should have led with this story. Someone else that won't be playing for the first six games uh, of the season is Browns quarterback uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, ruling handed down by retired Judge Robinson uh, today, this morning, uh, was that Watson will be suspended the first six games of the season uh, without pay and that he is only allowed to receive massages from the Cleveland Browns staff. <laughs> and he can't get in trouble with the law. Uh, what do you think about the uh, suspension handed down today? Uh, I think uh, I think the NFL failed as a league, honestly. Um, just the message it puts out. I mean, and, and not to say that... Uh, Whatever Calvin Ridley did is like not as bad, but I mean, you know what I mean? Because gambling like that, you know what I mean? It's illegal. You're breaking a rule, pretty much. So what the, what the uh, said was like it depends on what rule you break. Yeah, that yeah, we're gonna, exactly. yeah you know. Uh, but like I, I know they had to look at like how all the civil suits are being settled. There's no criminal suit um, that the government's going to pursue against him. Mm-hmm. They're all at this point. They're all just civil suits. There's no. There's no criminal charges against them. Two criminal grand juries were conducted uh, over the spring and summer, and both uh, decided not, not to pursue any criminal right? charges versus Deshaun Watson in yeah, the case that was the evidence that was brought given. up. So, I, I know they have to consider that, but as a league, you can you can. It's up to you now to tell people that it's wrong. Whatever he did was wrong. But now what you're saying is like, well, if you can settle it uh, off, off the field and do this stuff, then yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> but yo, bro, you're a I need to stay <laughs> off of Twitter. <laughs> I need to stay off of Twitter because Twitter is like the really worst side of anybody <laughs> that's on it. Like you um, do have those accounts that are just like trying to be nice, and then you have everybody else that's like, what is this? Polar bear bullshit <laughs> video. You don't care about the earth, climate change. No, um, yeah. No, Twitter's bad. Um just the the comments for okay, yeah, so there were sixty-six instances or complaints of improper conduct or sexual harassment. Of those 66, almost 30 of them turned into civil cases against Deshaun Watson. Uh, some of them dropped out because of they didn't want to put their name uh, on the case because right. it would cause too much yeah. uh, attention on them or, or negative attention. And then because 25, because 24 of the 25, or all, because all but one have settled their cases for assuming a cash payment or whatever they decided 24 25 different uh settlements people are saying okay so it was all good everybody cashed out got what they needed and deshaun watson never really did anything wrong because it's already been settled 
and also because the criminal grand juries didn't elect to to pursue a case so people are starting to put this together right and they're like okay so you guys are all bashing deshaun watson because of what some prostitute said and everyone's like yo what you they're not prostitutes. They're like masseuses. And then and that even masseuses. they're like, well, they got paid. Physical, physical therapists like, and trainers. Fucking troll. <laughs> but he's like, well, you got paid. So it was prostitution. I'm just like, how are you? How are we defending like set up intentional predatory situations like that? Right. Right. Where it's like, I'm going to go get a massage, but I'm also going to try to convince this masseuse to like jerk me off or to have sex with me. Because those are the same people that go out and uh, look at, uh, yeah, not, maybe not even women, like you, they'll look at men and, and think about how they dress and be like, well, if you dress like that, then you deserve to be treated like that. When in actuality, like, what that, that is the dumbest, stupidest narrative ever. That's like, an excuse. That's just yeah, like a like if you don't want to be well, they were dressed that, that way. Right. Well, they were they were dressed a certain way. So my actions were justified because right. they were triggered. Which is by what I saw. And I, and I know people are which is bullshit. People are probably tired of this word uh because it describes him. But uh when the colonizers uh invaded the what is now the United States, which was <laughs> you said because it describes them. <laughs> right, which is which is North America. And when they came to the islands and the people who were there, because that was their custom, they didn't wear much because they didn't have uh, what the people who colonized them brought to their countries. Mm-hmm. You know, they wore like what they had uh, where they were from. Like if it was from grass a tree, skirts. that's what they wore. Yeah, grass skirts or or if they didn't okay. have, they just they wore what they wore and they were basically naked. And, you know, what I mean, that that gives um, that gives validity to how those colonizers came in were just like, well, if they're dressed like that, we can just might as well rape all their women. So if you didn't they're, know they're, Christopher Columbus oh, is a rapist, uh, yeah. So if you celebrate, uh, if you're celebrate, well, I won't lie because you I, <laughs> Christopher you, Columbus Day. If you celebrate Christopher Columbus Day, you're celebrating a, a rapist, just to let you know. Wait, is that him himself or like his yeah. crew brought rapists? Oh, so to... uh, like these people who are going to tell you that? actually expected him to sit by and not participate in what his crew is doing. He was the leader of his crew. Mm. Your crew don't do nothing unless you tell them to or you're participating. That's facts. Christopher Columbus brought a bunch of rapists and was a rapist. Right. And raped the indigenous land and culture and people. Right. If he, if, and if he didn't partake in it physically, then he let it happen. Never made it to the mainland, right? He just went to Cuba a couple of times. Right, you know what I mean? And just you know, yeah. like the world world history is yeah, like it's, it's crazy. Wild. It's wild, you know what I mean? And it's like, and also how uh, hey, we came to your land and we found it. No fool, I'm sitting right here. You didn't find it. No. Didn't yeah. What is find it? <laughs> what is the viewpoint of the indigenous people when a bunch of people rolled up like yo? We're taking this land for the king. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> Who's king? <laughs> this is our land. This is like the land of the world. Right. And they're well, like, nah, this is like, the land of George. 
obviously they didn't speak any of the, the languages. So I'm pretty sure some of these people were pretty inviting, like, oh, hey, new people. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Come and try our culture and enslave us. <laughs> Damn, for real. It's like, yo, oh, you hear about like the the pilgrims and like the uh, indigenous people that they met, they were like, they're showing them the corn and right. the right. land and and they had Thanksgiving together. Right. 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 Is that a lie? <laughs> right. I mean, you know, hey, they have it in the place. It's Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Charlie Brown. It's got to be true. It's not propaganda. No. And and I, I, I mean, and it's not to say it's just white people, too, because people from Spain came over. Like Christopher Columbus brought people from Spain over. Like Wait, is, are, is Spain's not white people? Anybody nah, from it, Europe isn't? Like European, I mean, they're they're, they're a little darker than than, the European people, but I mean, if you want to, so Spanish people from from Latin America, that's how that's how South America started to like they got the language. I mean, they were Native Americans too, they didn't speak Mm -hmm. Mexican, right? Well, when Portugal, when Portugal started Brazil. Or was right. it Portugal started Brazil or Brazil speaks Portuguese or some some yeah, uh, like that? Yeah. That so that was like a big influx of people onto like the Portugal land. Was that wasn't just yeah. teaching, that wasn't just teaching indigenous people Portuguese, right? That yeah. was they brought a bunch of people. Yeah. So Span I when I think of Europeans like Spain, Spaniards from Spain in Europe, right. I'm still thinking light skinned. English type, like I don't think the, the the Spanish people from Spain. I think I feel like they're more fair skinned and would be. They are. They when are. they pulled up to oh for sure Native Americans like, who were rolling around were super tan. Yeah, who were Aztecs yeah. before they were Mexicans. Yeah. Were the right. Aztecs the one that like fought back? Was Spaniards gold? That's I'm thinking Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Uh, cursed, uh, cursed gold. Aztecs how are much? Like how much of our U.S. history is just movies? Lies? National treasure, lies. Yeah. <laughs> and, and be prepared because there's going to be people who are going to come at us about how old oh, were you guys there, or you guys studied this stuff? Is that your profession? No, we there, there's literally like the Shut same the way that up. people who are defending uh, all that stuff. There's information out there, and you can. That's fine. You want to make your own opinion about something because you want to research it. That's great. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I feel like anybody who's done the research on something, I'll listen. I'll listen. Like if you're the expert on <clears throat> podcasting, I'll definitely listen. If you're, yeah. if you've done, if you've read a bunch of books, if you've read all the Harry Potter books, I will listen to you about Harry Potter. If what do you, you want to know? have. <laughs> what do you want to know I'm, I'm, I'm 200 pages into the cursed child I need to finish it yeah anybody who has information and like educated uh, experiences right. that can be right. used to, to educate other people I'm all for that let's, let's uh, listen to it even if you spew misinformation that's just more information for me to know Okay, don't do like this person. Yes. It's all yes. it's all stuff you can learn from. Yeah. That we continue to learn from. Um <clears throat> the thing is not to be so blinded by the stuff that you know that you're like, no, this guy is so wrong. 
I don't care what he studied, he's wrong. If that's how you're learning something, then please don't come this way because <laughs> I don't I don't mind I don't mind debating and I really am an advocate for uh like I said, sharing different perspectives and even talking to people with different views. Uh and it's civil conversation, right? It's it never gets to the point where it's where we're just shouting freaking news talking points at each other. Uh, but that's also another kind of key conversation key. Like if you start talking talking points, like if you tell me about like border <laughs> security, <laughs> like illegal immigrants. People aren't illegal. Please stop calling them that. They might be undocumented, like stuff like that. Yeah. But also, I'm sure when conservative people hear me talk about hearing other people talk about those talking points, they're like, oh, this liberal is yeah. such a like punk ass or something like that. But it's, yeah. but exchanging those ideas, I'm for it. And, uh, oh, that was the point. But I just heard, uh, Drew Afwala was saying this is not her podcast and her Twitter space is not like when people tell her that she's ducking other guys with different views. It's not that she even cares to debate them because she doesn't. It's that this is this is my fucking space. (laughs) And we're going to why even bring like totally batshit crazy stuff on when you can just continue to push out our vision and our goal to so you're wasting so much time by going on someone else's page to try to change their view like drew uh i mean some of her videos i i don't care to watch just because she's not she's cool though she's she doesn't doesn't lie she doesn't you know i mean and when she goes after people it's because they're going after her she never goes out there and puts out stuff like to intentionally attack nobody. You know what I mean? But people have such a problem that she's okay with herself that, you know what I mean? It's so funny to see these people try to go at her and she just does not give a fuck. That's the mm-hmm. best part. I love watching what she puts out because she doesn't care. And she's, she, you know, she, she doesn't care for who people, the people that come after her for who she is because she cares so much already about who she is. You know what I mean? She's so confident nice. in who she is and the, and the things she, she puts out that she could give two shits about these fools that are coming at her and trying to tell her that she's wrong. You know what I mean? Over some dumb shit that mm-hmm. they have no idea of what they're talking about. Which, I mean, and while we're at it, like, it's the same thing. Like, I get it. This, this There's a girl on TikTok or a woman, lady, whatever you want to call her. I forgot her name. And she proceeded to... Um, say that uh this the food festival this past week wasn't very good you know what i mean she was trying to give i'll give her the benefit of the doubt and say she was trying to give creative criticism and then there's people who are for her like see this is the problem with our someone people they can't take creative criticism okay true wait but but the way yeah right so she was like the first thing she said when i was she's like yo y'all gotta do better because the food like it Basically, she was, she was bashing the food festival, and she wasn't specific about the booths that whose food she tasted that she said it was bland, had no taste. You know, that's fine. You can say that, but in the manner in which she was saying it wasn't, uh, mm. it wasn't 
the criticism that you want. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. it wasn't to help. It was to it was more just bashing people. And then you're not going to specifically say which which food vendor. There was more than one food vendor. So now you put all those people into you know this one group. And he but all you're saying is the chicken had no spices, no seasoning, you know, you're and so I get it. That's her platform. So everybody's gonna go on there and complain about how she's not uplifting someone's and stuff like that. One, it is her platform. She has she can say whatever she wants on it. And if people are pressed about it, why don't you make your own video? That's cool. Instead of complaining to her, but you're also on a, in a public forum now. You've put yourself out there knowing that people are gonna see it, not just the people uh that agreed with you. Right. They're gonna be people who are so you have to be prepared. And then you can't put out videos about like you know, a following video of like, why are people so pressed about what I said? Well, one is the way you said it. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? But that's also that viral moment that too. era that we're in. That where too. it's like it's follow me that... for part two. Right. Like for right. part three. Like it's right. I right. know you're trying to bump your engagement in numbers and how that works and all, right. but and so now and everybody's like, you know, what I mean. Now, so there's this big thing about everybody going back and forth. And she's just saying, like, well, you know, at the Poly Fest, the food vendors who come, you guys food better be on point. Well, they don't even have to serve you. <laughs> for one. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if I'm if I'm a food vendor and I see your video and I recognize you, I am now not gonna serve you at my food booth. What if she makes a video about you? Fine. Make the video, uh, you know what I mean? Then I'll have a video of, like, the other hundreds of people who actually came to have fun, eat the food, give me creative criticism if they didn't like the food, you know what I mean? Suggestions mm-hmm. instead of coming over the like, your food tastes like shit, you know, do something about it, make it better. So my fat ass can come here and get fatter, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, and, and that's what people can say. I'm not saying that about her, but, I mean, and that's how it's going to go back and forth. But literally... People don't have to serve her now. And if, if that's what you want, you're going to put out that type of energy. Mm-hmm. Be prepared for the same type of energy to come your way. What are the what are the responses to her like? Because she's like, yo, the food at Four Days of Aloha was bland and she's, she's not saying, about it. The next those, festival those are, those are the nice better. words. She's pretty much saying like everything there was ass. And that's Damn. what she's saying. And so like uh the responses are like you know i mean there's another lady who stitched a video i only seen one stitch but there's a bunch just saying that you 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 hurt a lot of people because one you didn't specify which booths so now like in the abundance of booths there now everybody's like damn you know what i mean like whose booth was it are you not brave enough is that that what you're doing you didn't want (laughs) to you're telling people first off you get the responses and now you're telling people Oh, people are making fake pages just to come at me. Well, you didn't specify any of the books that you went to, you know? And so the lady that sister her video says she's waiting for another guy who was at the place with uh, his wife who made a video of every booth. They, they, they literally stopped at every booth and tried the food. And they're going to put out their own video. And you know what I mean? Nice. Obviously, it's going to be a lot more. I feel, I feel like this is much to do about nothing. Right. This Okay. So first of all, you're allowed to say that all the food sucks, right? Right. It's not not true. I definitely wouldn't agree with it. No, because I, I know they're making the food there under the tent. This isn't right. like a restaurant food being no. like 
drove yeah. in. This yeah. is they're making the food there. So it's not going to have as full a taste as it does in the restaurant where they're preparing. Right. It's something that you kind of got to know going in. But also I can see how that if you're not ready for that, it could be a little disappointing where you're like, oh, this food's not as popping as I thought it was going to be. True. So you're allowed to go on TikTok and say that. I don't think people with the next wave of attention saying, well, you didn't say which cart it was. What I, I don't think it matters. Like, who cares what this person says? Maybe they just have really bad taste buds. Yeah, and you can just go off of the, the videos and the shares from everybody else who said that it was a good time and it was good food and good music. Right. Why are yeah. we focusing on this? If you if you were trying probably to probably attention seeking. Yeah, if you were trying to be helpful, all you had to say, and again, this is up to you, but you could have just said something like, Well, you know, a lot some of the food booths, the food wasn't up to par. They could have did better. Um, and hopefully next year when they come back, they do better. That's all you had to say. You didn't have to oh, get, yeah. you know that I mean? would have been the best way to do what she did. Right. But this right. seems like something that wanted some views so why are we giving them views exactly exactly i don't even like yeah it could have been worded better but and then i feel like this might be an attempt there's also gonna be responses like uh oh that's just such the polynesian way of us pulling our own people down let me tell you one yes us as polynesians we do do that but it's not just us polynesians that's the world around don't put that narrative out to the world that as a as a people Polly's or crabs Asia, in a bucket. Yeah, or like Samoans uh ourselves, that's what we do. That's nah, not that everybody does that. That's a cultural thing for everybody. It's not, I mean, it's not just a cultural thing for us. It's for everybody does that. Everybody's culture does that. It's a people. How thing. do how do we flip that narrative? Just continue to showcase times where Samoans are supporting uh other polys? You do definitely that, but at the same time, go out and support people. If there's people you don't support, then if you don't have anything to say, like people used to say back in the day, my mom used to tell me, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. It's, you know, you don't have to. I feel not policing, but I feel like that's expecting, that's expecting other people to word their thoughts the way we want to hear them. If she thinks the food all sucked, that she thinks the food all sucked. I doubt she ate food from all 10 of those food tents. Right. But also, how many replies did she get to this? How many people went out their way to be like, hey, you shouldn't say that. That's not okay. nice to say. Yeah. Is it hundreds? Right. Thousands of views where people like are, this girl needs to have better copywriting and better awareness of how she's going to hurt people's feelings. Right. I don't think, I think the food vendors probably made it bank at that festival and aren't really worried about what some random person on Twitter or is this on TikTok? TikTok. Yeah, really. Let's not, let's not care what nah, yeah. the just, negative just, is. Just don't bring light to whatever she has. I mean, like I said, she's, yeah. She's entitled to her opinion. We just talked about it for like 20 minutes. (laughs) 
look, ignore the haters, but also discuss it to learn a lesson. <laughs> make it, make, yeah, turn it into a positive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm sure she's a great person to the people that she's associated with. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? I, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying she's a bad person. But you just, sometimes, if you're going to be in a public forum, you know, there's other ways to. But if you're trying to give views, congratulations. You know what I mean? You got them. But. Think, yeah. Let's let's ignore the haters. Also, Deshaun Watson's suspension is a lot shorter than it should have been, especially in comparison to right. other Cameron, suspensions that were handed yeah. down for a lot uh, uh, lesser uh, charges. P performance drugs. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Twenty-five uh, games for Luke. weed. Right. See. Seventeen games for Calvin Ridley gambled less than two thousand dollars. Terrell Pryor got yeah. suspended. Eight games for something he did in college. <laughs> yeah, in that's college. A, that's the point I wanted to make. We should probably re-record that whole. <laughs> we'll be back. Um, they got to get the the living room back. Let's. Uh, any sure, no, uh, shout outs? Again, shout out to uh, Talanoa Wainona for uh, congratulations. More yeah. life, more life, man. Um. In a day and age where it seems like um, people get married and divorced, uh, like they die in Call of Duty. Um, it happens. Right. Right, uh, right here. Just, yeah, but that was one divorce. I know people who have been through like three divorces <laughs> no, before they were like 38, man. You know what I mean? Like We don't have to qualify. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like Shining if, example. For me, for a person who's I've always been a hopeless romantic, like I said, I've been my sisters raised me the way I was raised is like that commitment is is that if there's one commitment in your life that you're gonna make solid, make that one the solid one. If you're gonna make a commitment to another person, let that be the commitment uh that stands, you know. Like I told, like I wrote on the post uh that I just Look, my congratulations are supposed to Noah, you know what I mean? He's, I asked God, I told God that um, there's not many things constant in my life. May she be the constant for the rest of my life. So, Noah, if you're listening, man, you know what I mean? I tell you, not Wynonna, because you're my little brother. Just do right by Wynonna and make her your constant, man. Be her balance and let her be your balance. So I like the uh, the thing that the guy that slapped the shit out of Chris Rock said. Uh, we are not responsible for each other's happiness. We're responsible for our own happiness, and then we bring that together. Amen. Uh, Amen. We'll be back very soon to talk about Will Smith's broken silence. Apology. Yeah. Shout <laughs> out to you, by two, who's gonna be at uh. Eri and Va, who's going to be at Levasa. Levasa is going to be at the Polyfest out in uh, Auburn this Saturday on the 6th. Uh, Lex55 is going to be there. Um, sadly, Sefa will not be making it there. One of our, me and Lance's very good friends from American Samoa, who's probably one of the most dope uh, rappers that we know. Um, he won't be there. He's got some things to do where he's at. He's taking care of his things, but also... Condolences to him. Uh, yeah. He lost his dog, and 
uh, his dog was a really big part of his life. So mm-hmm. I feel that. So shout out to you, Sephel, man. Hope you're holding up well, man. That's love. It's love and light to uh, anybody that, you know, good people, right. especially uh, the ones that we've had on before and continue to follow and and support. Yeah, and then just a shout out to people that we hooked up with over the uh, past week, uh, Eric and uh, Island Nectar, Shave Ice. Uh, we mentioned uh, Brian McGill, uh, Bon Squad Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to you guys. Keep doing your thing, man. Uh, you're making people better, giving back to people the way you guys know how to give back to people. So shout out to you guys, man. And that's how we do it. We appreciate you guys listening. Episode 25 in the books. Uh, for Forest Odalow, I am Lance Balatongo. We'll see you next time. Stay ball in love and light. Peace. Go what? <laughs>